Welcome to Philanthropy Today, a podcast about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. Together, we'll learn about the goals of the GMCF and the work of its staff, board members, and trustees. You'll hear about the GMCF's affiliate partners throughout North Central Kansas, and we'll also explore the efforts of area nonprofit agencies, their staff, and volunteers. Now, here's your host of Philanthropy Today, Dave Lewis. Let's get to meet another one of our Rising Star nominees for the upcoming Community Foundation Awards, better known as the CFAs. It's Philanthropy Today, and here is our guest, Kara Bilyeu. Hello, Kara. Hi, Dave. Congratulations on your nomination for Rising Star. That says a lot about you. Oh, thank you so much. I am truly honored to be nominated for this. Um, it's it's such a shock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good shock. If you're going to get shocked, you want to have a good shock. So, Kara, you were nominated by the Crisis Center for the Rising Star nominee. How did you get involved in that uh, in that work? So, when I had moved here to Manhattan, I myself had found myself in um, an abusive situation, and um, I ended up having to go to the hospital one particular um, evening after a physical altercation had happened. And in that time, I um, first encountered my uh, a police response advocate. Um, they work with the crisis center and just go out to the scenes of any type of crime or domestic crime that takes place. And there I was able to speak to her. And I have to say I was a little reluctant to do so. Um, I just didn't want a lot of my, you know, personal life to be out there, but, um, I worked with her and then I did end up, uh, someone from the crisis center had contacted me within that following week. And I, um, went and visited them and spoke with, um, one of their counselors there and got more information, um, on abuse. I kind of, in a sense, went through the motions there, um, I did unfortunately end up going back to the situation, but I was able to get out of it shortly after. And then um, I took a few, you know, years just to kind of find myself again. And um, I ended up speaking with somebody who told me that basically what I was kind of harboring inside of me, because I had kind of shoved all of that deep down inside for a while, um, that it could help to change another woman's life. And so in that moment, I knew that what I had encountered and what I had gone through in my past um, could be turned into um, a, a purpose and, and for the betterment or for good. And so I joined the gym shortly after that. We decided to do charity workout events. And in those, we did one for the crisis center. Um, at that time, I was able to share my own story personally um, for the first time in public. And um, the volunteer coordinator after that had come up and asked if I would be interested in speaking as one of their survivor speakers during their advocate training. And I said, of course, I would. Um, shortly after speaking, I I had the desire to just do more and um, my passion 
life mostly with the victims. And so I wanted to work in a closer capacity with them in some kind of way. And um, a police response advocate position had come open at that time. And I just jumped on it. And so now I've been working as a police response advocate as well as a hairstylist. Um, just been speaking at the advocate trainings. How impactful do your past experiences relate to some of the individuals that you may work with that are experiencing similar circumstances through the crisis center? So I, um, I feel like for me to have experienced those things that I am able to connect on a closer level, uh, a more personal level with the victims that I, I do get the chance to speak with. I, um, I don't share my own story in that time frame just because uh, it's about them and um, I'm there to help them get through what they need to get through and to hopefully um, ensure their safety moving forward. But if it's, there are times when I, I can sense, I guess, so to speak, that, um, you know, like for me, I, I was reluctant to speak about it or to talk to the police response advocate. So sometimes I can sense that in a way to where I am able to, you know, let them know that I've kind of, I've been in their shoes before and that um, I do understand and that, you know, we're here to help. And uh, hopefully that, um I think that kind of helps them to kind of, I don't know, be like, okay, um, I get it. You know, you, you understand. And so they're willing to talk with me after that sometimes. Kara Bilyeu is our guest on Philanthropy Today. She has been nominated for a CFA for in the Rising Star category. Kara is a, a volunteer through the Crisis Center Incorporated. And Kara, let's talk a bit about your role as a police response advocate. What What's involved in that? Yeah, so as a police response advocate, we work uh, closely with law enforcement. So when a call would go into Riley County for um, a domestic, then Riley County would then dispatch one of us, whoever might be on call at that time. And then we uh, arrive on scene um, and uh, we're there to assist um, any way we can. The victim then has the opportunity whether or not they'd like to speak with us. And if they do choose to speak with us, then we, we get that opportunity to actually meet with them face-to-face in that time. And mostly during that time, our, our goal is to safety plan. Um, that could consist of, you know, basically giving them any information um, that on our services that we provide or um, other resources that might be beneficial to them um, in the future. And then if they're not feeling safe anymore, we can also provide for them a safe shelter um, or just, you know, working out a plan to just ensure their safety is the, is the main goal. And I, I guess I personally, um, I, Again, that's where I like to connect with them on a personal level to just be able to let them know that they aren't alone, that there is help, and that there's hope, and that, um, you know, it's not their fault. Kara, I'm certain that you find this work rewarding for you, but is it also therapeutic for you? Absolutely. Um, I didn't realize how therapeutic it would be um, in my healing process to just to be able to share my own story. Um, but 
also to, I, I've been able to set my boundaries so that I am there for them. So, so Kara, let me ask you this, and this is a very important question because, you know, all of those that are nominated get $100 uh, from the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation to give to a charity of their choice. Have you picked one out? Yes, I have. I am excited to be able to give that to the Crisis Center of Manhattan. And what's it mean to you to be nominated as a rising star? Oh, it is a true honor. Um, like I said before, it just came as a shock. And I am so grateful for the Crisis Center and just thinking of me, of me in this way and very humbled in knowing that uh, big or small, um, no matter how much you do, you're still making a difference. Well, Tara, thank you for, for making a difference. And congratulations on your nomination for a CFA as a rising star. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the 21st. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, Dave. Keep up with Philanthropy Today by following or subscribing to our podcast on your favorite apps. To learn more about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation, visit our website at mcfks.org. Philanthropy Today is produced by Ad AdAstraCast. Follow us online at AdAstraCast.com.